In this episode, I'm going to tell you what hypnoparenting actually is and why every parent needs this in their life. If you're fed up of surviving and are ready to thrive, this is the place to be. And of course, I'm going to send you away with a great hypnoparenting tool that you can use in just five minutes to start building your mental health resilience right away. You're listening to the Hypno Parenting Podcast, a podcast for parents just like you who want to build their mental health resilience and enjoy parenting more. I'm your host, Jade Gordon. Each week we'll take a look at strategies and tips to help you thrive as a parent. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for joining me here today and taking this time for you. Now, let's get started. I think hypnobirthing has become a widely recognised term now, thanks to, in part, its celebrity fans and the number of new parents who are sharing about how amazing it can be. But most people hear the term hypnoparenting and still think, or maybe even say, what is that? So that's where we're going to start. That's what we're going to start with, since this is, after all, the hypnoparenting podcast. So let's go. What is hypnoparenting? Hypnoparenting was inspired by hypnobirthing, hence the name. I loved teaching hypnobirthing over the past seven years, but I saw more and more that the hypnobirthing clients I had needed support after baby arrived and in the years that followed. And myself, I remember searching for something after my first was born. I loved hypnobirthing, but I needed something as a parent to help support me. Even some affirmations or relaxation for new parents, but at the time there wasn't anything. I really loved the power that hypnobirthing gave me as a pregnant woman, and I wanted something as a new parent that I could use. Because there wasn't anything at the time, I decided to create it, which took me on a journey away from my career in oil and gas to getting my hypnotherapy and psychotherapy diploma and working with some amazing clients over the past few years, creating what I now call hypnoparenting. So with hypnobirthing, we learn about the body in labour and how to work with it. In hypnoparenting, we learn about our brain, why we experience things the way we do, and how to work with the wonderful systems that we have in place Our brains are so incredible and are capable of amazing things when we give them the chance. And this is the most important thing, like giving yourself that time to process, that time to allow your brain to do what it needs to do. And we know as parents, life can be very busy. Our wee ones can keep us busy. Maybe they're keeping us up at night. Maybe we're running around after them. Maybe we're also balancing careers. There's a lot going on at this time in our life. I'm recording this right at the end of 2020. Let's just say it's been quite a year. I'm sure you'll agree. Um, We won't be forgetting this one in a hurry. (laughs) But this year has demonstrated more than ever before the need to understand how we're wired and what we can do to cope better in stressful times. As humans, we often reach, sometimes you might even say grasp for control. Control is such an important thing for many of us. 
And I'm sure those of you with toddlers will also see this in your wee ones, maybe in exactly what they want to wear or how they want to eat, etc. We like to feel like we have control. It can help us feel safe. But in reality, parenting and, well, let's just say this year, the world throws many curveballs our way. We cannot control everything. Sorry to break that news to you if you're not aware of it, particularly for those of you who feel like you maybe you describe yourself as a control freak or a type A personality, etc. We really can't control it all as much as many of us would like to, <laughs> but we can control the way we react, the way we respond to situations, and also the way that we process them afterwards and ensuring we're giving ourselves time to process everything. For many of our pattern behaviours, it takes practice and rewriting those patterns that we've had for many years. For example, um, if you've suffered from anxiety in the past, and actually many of my clients feel like this year there's been this constant background level of anxiety. Sometimes it can feel impossible to change behaviours we're so used to. As I say, for many of us this year, it's given us a taste of anxiety We hear that message all the time um, and rightly so that we should stay safe, stay home. And so we start to include that in what I like to talk about our mental filing cabinet, that staying home is safe and that going out is not safe. And so when we go out, we feel that background level of anxiety. Many people have understandably experienced that background level as normal this year. We've got so used to it, like a red alert, we can't seem to turn off. We're so used to it, we've almost forgotten what life can be like without it. But it is possible to rewrite these patterns in our subconscious mind. We have an amazing power in our brain to change things, to really find solutions and to work out the best way forward. We can truly relax. We can let go of unnecessary worries. I know at times that can feel quite alien or quite difficult or quite far away from what we experience where our stress levels are high, where anxiety is high, but it is possible. Our brains are amazing and complex. The more I learn about the brain, the more I am in awe of how incredible we really are. I'm going to generalise and simplify massively when I talk about the mind and the brain, because to make progress, that's all we really need to know. And um, my drawing skills are not that great. Luckily on the podcast, you you get to hear my description instead, but you can look at the show notes at sonamum.com forward slash show one. That's sonamum, S-O-N-A-M-U-M dot com forward slash show one to see some of my wonderful drawing skills that I'm talking about if you are more of a visual person. So you may have heard people talk about having three brains before. Firstly, the oldest part, the reptilian brain. Secondly, the primitive brain or caveman brain. And thirdly, the evolved intellectual brain, which is really what makes us human. It's an amazing part of our brain. In terms of our mental health resilience here in this podcast, I'll be focusing on the primitive brain, caveman brain, limbic system. These are all the same thing. I will tend to call it the primitive brain. It's near the centre of our brain. And I also talk a lot about the intellectual brain, which has grown up around this. 
So imagine we're here together doing some drawing. You can draw this picture of the brain with me as you go and share it with me. See if it looks like what I'm, imagine, what I'm trying to describe to you. So imagine you've drawn a very approximate brain shape, like a, an oval on its side. This is a side view of our brain, almost a slice to our head, if you, if you will. And I want you to put a circular area in the lower middle part. So it would be middle-ish of your head in real life. This is roughly where our primitive brain lies. You can see the basic sketch, as I said, in the show notes at solomum.com forward slash show one. That's number one. The intellectual brain is above this, but it wraps around either side. It's a vast, amazing resource, and it's really what makes us human. The part near the centre, the primitive brain, is our caveman brain, and that's what I want to talk about in this podcast. Its role is to help us survive to see another day. Really important. Its response is our fight, flight, freeze, which you've probably heard about. This is a really important part of our brain. You will hear me be quite negative about the primitive brain, but I want to start by making it clear that this is really important and it's responsible for our survival. It's why humans are still roaming around the planet. It helps us respond to danger quickly and has helped us survive as a species. So now that I've got that out of the way and I've pointed out it's really important, I want to talk about times when that fight, flight, freeze response isn't useful. This is where things start to go wrong or wrong seems like a harsh word, but where things start to be misplaced where we can start to feel that dis-ease or out of balance or maybe we're just feeling our mood is not where we want it to be. This is where its attempt is to save us, but it's really a misplaced attempt. Using a few different scenarios that you may have experienced, including post-birth anxiety, a common one of your wee one whining, and looking at birth, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to these or see similar times in your life when you've experienced this fight-flight-freeze response. If you've done hypnobirthing, you'll likely be familiar with how this works in labour. You'll be familiar with the fight-flight-freeze response. I should say here that you don't have to have done hypnobirthing or even have given birth to benefit from hypnoparenting. Some of my clients are, of course, hypnobirthing fans but many have never heard of hypnobirthing and some have adopted their wee ones. It's for all parents. So in labour, the fight-flight-freeze response will slow our labour down. You may be thinking, why is this important for my survival? This response is triggered when we feel unsafe. That primitive part of our brain wants to make sure we give birth somewhere safe. I'm sure you can appreciate that The moments that we're giving birth and the time afterwards, we are quite vulnerable. If, um, remember, we're thinking about caveman days, if a saber-toothed cat suddenly appeared, we couldn't run, climb up a tree just moments after we've given birth. Maybe, actually, it might not be so easy in pregnancy, but we've got a better chance before we've given birth rather than those few minutes after to get up and run out of there or to fight. So slowing down labour also gives us a chance to get to a safer place. When you think about this right now, you may be thinking, but I wasn't a safe place. Wherever you pick to have your birth, you probably, part of your decision was where you felt safest. For some people, that's a hospital. Some people feel safer at home. Some people feel safer in a midwife unit. You know, there's all different options. Here, let's pick the hospital. 
because it's a common place to give birth, but it's also a common place for that fight, flight, freeze response to be triggered. So in the evolved part of our brain, we may have made the decision to give birth at the hospital. We may have spent some time deciding, we may have really concentrated on why we want to give birth there, but our primitive brain doesn't understand that. It sees an unfamiliar place. The primitive brain is really instinctive. It sees bright lights, equipment that it doesn't understand, people we don't know, and it signals red flag and danger. And so quite often people will, re- will realise when they get to the hospital that their labour can really slow down. and uh, Maybe it's going quite well at home and when you get to the hospital things slow. This is really normal to experience. It's similar when parents struggle from postpartum anxiety. It's that primitive brain that's causing that response. This can show up in many ways. But for example... Maybe we feel like leaving the house with a newborn is terrifying, that our our freeze response is kicking in. Maybe you worry about every little thing. Are they okay? Are they too warm, too cold? What if you meet someone who's not well? What if, what if, what if, what if? That brain is always looking for danger. It's always thinking about the potential dangers, which it needed to in our caveman days. If we were going out of our cave with our newborn baby, that's probably not that safe in those days with all sorts of... uh, saber-toothed cats or polar bears or wherever you are in the world like real dangers out there hunting we're surrounded by that danger all the time going for a walk to the local park is unlikely to cause you a massive amount of danger but that same response is triggered as if there's polar bears saber-toothed cats um i can't think of anything else i almost said dragons (laughs) i don't even think that's a real thing um yeah all sorts of danger wild animals out there Our evolved brains can rationalise going somewhere and that will likely be fine. It will likely be fine to go out, right? Our evolved brains know that, but our primitive brain response can be quite strong in this case, particularly if you're suffering from postpartum anxiety. That primitive brain only sees everything that can go wrong. My final example is one of the most common triggers we face as parents. One of the most common things I've heard my hypnoparenting clients talk about this year and it is our children whining. (laughs) There's something rather impressive about the way children can so effectively trigger that primitive brain into fight mode which often shows up as shouty parent by their whining. You may have noticed that some days you can cope with this and other days it's just red flag. (laughs) It's like the bull in the red cape. It's just you can't cope with it anymore. Those are the times when your primitive brain dominates, when it just gets too much. We know that our children are not really representing any danger to us, but it starts to trigger that response. I'm sure now that I've pointed these out, you can see that this happens in other parts of your life. Recognising this is so important because it empowers us to understand what's happening and why. This is really, when I talk about what hypnoparenting is, about understanding what's going on so that you can make positive changes. This is about that first part, really understanding why you're doing things. One of my favourite things to say is like to be curious about what's going on, to actually almost give yourself a moment rather than being focusing on the guilt and what's going wrong and to think, oh, why is this happening? What's making me feel unsafe where is that trigger of danger coming from what is it that's triggering this 
what's actually going on in my mind, like almost as a nice friendly onlooker rather than judging yourself for it. So I want to leave you today with a link to a five minute relaxation, which can help you to start to move away from that caveman brain, from that overreacting primitive brain to the more evolved part of your brain, moving upwards to that evolved part of your brain. If you're imagining your lovely diagram, which is really what hypnoparenting is all about. It's learning about the brain, the tools and techniques to quieten the primitive brain in our day-to-day life. So in these podcast episodes, I'll be talking more about moving from survival, caveman mode, into joyful, thriving parenthood. Head over to sonamum.com forward slash show one, that's S-O-N-A-M-U-M dot com forward slash show and then the number one. And you can listen to our five minute relaxation right now. That's all I want to share with you today. So be curious, look at where your primitive brain is playing out in your day to day life. And I look forward to talking to you next time.